Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is. The JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. I'm coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you so much to super producer and host Ryan Hickey holding it down for us on the boards in in New York City. And thank you to you, everybody tuned in and locked in all over North America. You can always listen to this show on the free Odyssey app, your local CBS Sports Radio affiliate, Sirius XM, Channel 158. You got Sirius? Then you can listen to CBS Sports Radio. CBSSportsRadio.com. A smart speaker. So many ways to listen. Thank you for tuning in. 855-212-4CBS is the number. It's 855-212-4CBS. You can also find me online on the internet. I am at JR Sport Brief. We get started. Every single weekday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. And so we've been hanging out for an hour already. Where the hell have you been? We talked about some of these NFL running backs not expected to be hit with a franchise tag. That means people like Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, that they're going to be legitimate free agents. That doesn't mean that they'll leave their respective teams. They may have to settle for whatever deals that the teams want to offer them as they're just squeezing the living hell out of these players, in particular, the running backs. We talked about the NFL Combine. gets going this week. We learned that some of the biggest names, to the shock and surprise of no one, are not expected to participate in the Combine. Some? Is it just the physical portion? Is it just some of the meetings? Uh, Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, who just won the Heisman, Marvin Harrison Jr., all not expected to participate in the combine. There's a lot of players that are trying to improve their draft standing, but if you're already sitting at the top of the damn draft standing, why in the hell would you compete and potentially fall? Not even a matter of, of injury risk. Why would you give anybody any additional doubt, any additional reason to say that you can't do this or you can't do that, when all the evidence of what you've done, let's be real. It's all on film. 
why they need to compete. We'll talk about it. As we continue on with the show, we have so much more to get into. I want to talk about this this, uh, fight, this brawl that took place yesterday here in Atlanta, Georgia, with Cam Newton and some some coaches? Like what, what? Like youth coaches, what world are we living in? Cam Newton involved in an altercation. We got Russell Wilson sitting down with I Am Athlete, you know, giving his two cents on what he wants to do this upcoming season. How about this? In about 15 minutes, we're going to be joined from or joined by college basketball analyst John Crispin from Westwood One. Knows everything about college basketball. And why is he joining us? Because over the weekend, because a lot of things took place over the weekend, including a Duke loss. Duke lost to Wake Forest. This is, this is a, I don't want to say this is the biggest rivalry in the world, but if you got to talk about North Carolina schools, for Wake Forest to wake up and beat Duke, not too shabby. They beat him 83-79. to 79. But the larger story wasn't the upset. The larger story was that Kyle Filipowski, who happens to be a gigantic center for the Duke Blue Devils, also happens to be from uh, the Northeast. I actually watched Kyle Filipowski and his brother play in the junior NBA. It's nice to see that he's still whooping ass at Duke. I think he's too slow for the NBA, but that's a conversation for another day. The game ended. And as we see a lot of times, college football, more so college basketball because of the access to the court. The Wake Forest fans lost their damn minds. The Wake Forest fans couldn't scream and chant and clap their hands and say, yeah, we whooped them Blue Devils' asses. They had to stand there. Well, they didn't stand there. They just ran out onto the court like a bunch of nuts. They mobbed the players, congratulated their fellow athletes, fellow students, fellow classmates. And in the process, Duke is still out there. And so what happened with Kyle Filipowski? The man sprained his ankle because an idiot ran into him. Yeah, what a shock, right? Someone trying to go one way, like leave, versus, I don't know, a couple hundred people, a couple thousand people trying to go in another direction. You know, you don't have to be a... uh, physics major to understand that there is some potential danger there and something bad happened to Kyle Filipowski, his ankle. And so afterwards via WFMY TV, he thought that this clown who ran into him and bumped him and stepped on him, caused him to sprain his ankle. He thought they did it on purpose. Really ridiculous of, of, of how, you know, that situation is handled. I've already heard that there's some videos of, of, you know, getting punched in the back. And um, so I absolutely feel like it was personal, um, um, you know, intentional for sure. You know, like I said, there's there's no reason where they see a big guy like me trying to work my way up the court and they, they can't just work around me. You know, there's no excuse for that. Yeah, the idiot ran kind of full force towards him and he bumped him. And Kyle Filipowski tried to do his best to keep him at bay kind of keep his arms out to brace himself for whatever impact was coming. It didn't matter. He sprained his ankle. All things considered, it appears that as of today, right now, he will be fine and he will be okay. And so you want to know who's not happy about this? How about his coach? John Shire, the man who took over for Coach K 
He spoke about this incident after the game, and he pretty much said, we need to ban all this court storming. When are we going to ban court storming? Like, when are we going to ban that? Like, how many times does a player have to get into something where they get punched or they get pushed or they get taunted right in their face? And it's a dangerous thing. Yeah, it, it, it is dangerous. And by the way, this isn't the only occurrence. Do you remember? It was only, what, a month ago that Caitlin Clark was, was pretty much bumped and, and, and kind of spun around and fell onto the floor? You know, was it an exaggeration? Was she selling a call? I don't know. This is after a game. This isn't the first time that we've seen someone get injured, someone have to be tended to. Kyle Filipowski, as big as he is, he had to be helped off of the court because of these idiots who just ran right the hell onto it. And so, obviously, Kyle Filipowski, he's not healthy. If you want to call him the victim, he is. Obviously, his coach is not happy. His coach is an advocate for his player. What about the other team? What about Wake Forest? What about their head coach? If I have to go ahead and take a look at Steve Forbes, what do you say about what took place on your own campus? I didn't see what happened at the end. You know, I hope he's okay. Um, I don't like court stormings. Never have. I've been a part of those before as a coach. I just don't feel safe. Um, and I'm sure the next time that happens, we'll do a better job of, of uh, you know, taking care of that situation. Uh, yeah, it doesn't feel safe because it is not safe. What's, what's so difficult about this? I get it. It's, it's money over everything. That's what it comes down to. What is so difficult about this? Are one of these conferences waiting for someone to be seriously hurt or seriously injured? And so what happens if, if Kyle Filipowski, what happens if it wasn't just a, a slightly sprained ankle? What if they broke his ankle? Okay. What are the folks at Wake Forest going to do there besides say sorry? What's going to happen with the, uh, the ACC? What, what, what are they going to say then? They're going to unbreak his ankle in that case? And, and so here's the deal. Out of every conference – that has a basketball program, only 16 of them, at least on record, only 16 of them have pretty much said, hey, yeah, we we have punishments. Here, for example, I saw this. Congratulations, ESPN. The SEC, yeah, they got fines that escalate for court storming. But if you ask me, these fines are nothing. These fines are garbage. These fines are non-enforceable. The SEC, $5,000 for a first offense, $25,000 for a second, $50,000. That was 20 years ago. They've now since moved the fines more recently in 2015 up to $15,000. Or excuse me, 50, 100, a quarter million. And then last year, they upped it up again, 100 for a first offense. A quarter million dollars for a second, $500,000 for a third, and on and on and on. Hey, why, why do we have to go through a first, second, and third? How about we just punch them in the mouth right out of the gate? Something bad is going to happen. That's just flat what it is. And it's like a lot of things in the world. 
why do we have to wait for something bad to happen before we have any type of change? It's, it's pretty pathetic. And just looking at the SEC, just over the past 20 years, and I know this number is big, but it sounds small when you really boil it down, they've only enforced about $4 million in fines. That's it. $4 million in fines. And so unfortunate. The NCAA can scream and yell and say what it wants. Oh, court storming is bad. It's not good. We don't need to have it. It's up to the conferences to actually go forth and impose the punishments. Like, we, we don't need this. This is not necessary. And if I have to take a, a, a page out of the book of, I don't know, football, international football, when the fans behave badly, yeah, it's not just, oh, we're going to tap you in the wallet. The team is punished as well. You want to know what happens? Yeah, you're going to play the game in an empty stadium. You know what that does? That affects your bottom line. It punishes the team. It punishes the, the, the players. It punishes the fans. Because at least the team is supposed to be the one that stands up. And so if any of these conferences actually had some, I don't know, some balls and actually cared about the safety of the players and the people on the court, it's real simple. There would be no court storming because the punishment would be ridiculously severe. And if we got to move to a place where, hey, you storm the court, then the next game you have no fans in the stands, I think that would change things. I think the teams and the schools would start employing security enough to prevent this from happening. I know we live in a different world right now. Man, I, I can't go to an NBA arena. I don't see nobody storming the court. Security in the stands. There's floor people. There's not an expectation. It's not a culture. Yeah, you might have a culture in the NBA of idiots that are drunk cursing at the players. Ain't storming the court. They're not messing around with that money. And so I think the punishments need to be a little bit more severe. But you want to know something? It's about money. And the conferences don't have the balls to actually stand up to safety. They're going to allow something bad, something worse than what happened to Kyle Filipowski. They're going to wait for that to happen before they implement change. And that's just pathetic. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Hickey, what are your thoughts, man? You went to a a big old school in Penn State, more so football and basketball, but how do you feel about this? I think there's a happy medium. I think we can live in a world where player safety is taken care of and especially the opponents are off the court while still allowing like the awesome scene that it is of fans running on the court and celebrating a big-time win and kind of living in, in what partly makes college basketball so special, which is these court stormings and just having a great atmosphere in the arena. I think you can have both. If you wait like 15 seconds, get the players off the court, then allow the fans on. I think we can achieve that. And make sure players are safe while also still promoting what is a, a fun time, which is, you know, celebrating a big-time win. Yeah, but that's, that's why they're spectators, you know. And if you want to do all of that, then have a pep rally. And, yeah, you want to be in the, the moment, but it's proven to be too dangerous. I don't think there is any type of way that when that final buzzer sounds that you can get, at, I don't know, 10 and 15 and a group of 20 off the court that are, are going to behave. Because there is no medium when it comes to just fan behavior. It's typically extremes. And to think that, you know, we can have a little bit and then let people on, 
it's still it's still dangerous. I mean, if if I got to think about Cameron Indoor Stadium and I, I want to think about the the atmosphere, I'm 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 absorbing the game. I'm thinking about the chance. I'm I'm thinking about the the atmosphere. I'm thinking about what makes the stadium or the arena unique. And yeah, court stormings they look good. They look nice on TV. That's why people do it. You get to be on the court, which isn't typical. You get to stream and yell. Potentially, you could be on television. I, I don't think the uh, I don't think the risk is worth the reward. I mean, if you want to celebrate, do what a lot of other people do. I don't know, jump up and down, scream, high five the idiot next to you that's drunk. Uh, you know, go home, go have a party. I, I think there's enough that can be done where you just keep the court the court, and that's for the players, for the coaches. For the staff, for the uh, you know the refs, and I don't I don't think we need to uh, let folks onto the court. It's like let that be the sacred ground for the athletes. Eight five five two one two four CBS. It's eight five five two one two four CBS. We are going to take a break. When we come back on the other side, we're going to have a chat with John Crispin, covers college basketball for Westwood One. We'll get his thoughts on the issue. Also try to get up on what's going on with March Madness because, yes, Selection Sunday is now only a couple of weeks away. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. More talk on College Bowl. Don't move. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Blake has done it. The Deacons upset Duke by the final score of 83-79. to And for the first time in four years, Mark, the Deacons off or knock off a top-10 team. Wake stays unbeaten at home, 15-0. The students have stormed the court. Uh, we, we know about the, the storm, court storming. We know about the, the sore ankle. That was Stan Cotton with the call Learfield IMG. College Wake Forest couldn't contain its excitement, and Kyle Filipowski has to uh, go down at least temporarily in the process. Right before we went to break, we talked about court storming. 
We know that we're storming quickly towards March Madness. So to talk about what took place over the weekend and more, what has taken place, what could potentially take place over the next few weeks, joining us right now is John Crispin, covers all things college basketball for Westwood One as well as ESPN. John, thank you for taking the time to hop on. Hey, my pleasure. It's the best time of year. It's just like when I'm at my peak of relevance. So it's good. Happy to join. Uh, no, no doubt about it. There's a lot of people, as we know, that are, are directing their attention towards the March Madness tournament. But before we get there, uh, what are your thoughts on, on what took place this past Saturday out at Wake? Well, look, I'm, I think I'm, maybe I'm contrarian in some ways, uh, but I also think I'm a bit of a logician when it comes to things that happen. And uh, in our sport, what we do really well is overreact. Like, we do that. Like, earlier this season, Kansas looked good, and we're like, there's not a team better than Kansas. They might win it all. They're going to win it all, final four bound. And then they lost. And then it was like, but Arizona, Arizona looks as good as anybody. And it's Purdue. Like, we overreact to everything. I mean, how many times have we had a little scuffle in a handshake line, and it turns out that we go, we just need to do away with the handshakes. And it's like, really? How about being adult? Right? How, like, there's a there's a better first step than just do away with it because recently something happened, and I look at court storming. And first, I got to put it into context. Storming the court is a bunch of people who are excited that that a win happened against somebody you're not supposed to win. That's a good thing. It's fun, but it's also something that gets people to want to go to games. Right? If you're a student, you want to have reasons to go. If if we're not being honest with the reality that college basketball is down, like viewership is down, people in attendance, it's down. So if that's the case and, and there's this kind of waning interest in the game, we need to do a better job of giving people reasons to want to be there, reasons to say, hey, maybe there'll be an upset we can storm the court. If that's what gets you there, and I'm sure there was a few people in that Wake Forest crowd that that's all they wanted, then Great. But what the, what's the logical next step? The logical next step is saying, all right, you've got 70, you know, yellow coat security guards, whatever they are, ushers, you know, in the, in the arena to just stand there while the, the Roman mob just piles through them. Why don't you take 10 to 15 of your best, your most experienced security guards, ushers, whatever they are, and say, look, what a court storming situation. Your job is to get the opposing players to safety. That is your sole purpose. Your job is to be there with them. Your job is to be around them. Your job is to witness anything that happens to them because I want you to report on it, right? Like a bouncer, right? Give these players a bouncer if that's the case. They're already down on the floor. They're prepared for the court storm. They're just not going to do anything about it. So instead of doing away with something that I do think is it's fun for students, it, it again, connects students to – college basketball at a time where there's a lot of other things that people could be doing, just like, like sitting at home and looking at TikTok or playing Fortnite or God knows what else is popular these days. Like, I just think we should be careful not to overreact and be a little bit more, I don't know, um, calculated about it. Right? Let's actually say, look, we like this. It's a fun thing. Good for them. They beat a team that they're not supposed to beat. And oh, by the way, it's Duke. Anybody who beats Duke wants to storm the court, even if Duke isn't even ranked. So I just I think there are better ways to go about it instead of being so absolute with everything and saying like let's just do away with it let's let's be a little bit more calculated and consider the fact that we like the fan engagement 
we just don't like when it becomes an issue. Well, there are ways to, to keep it from being an issue as opposed to just doing away with it completely. John Crispin is here with us from Westwood One, covers all things college basketball. Well, John, I feel like the, the no fun police because it didn't take this incident for me yep. not to necessarily be a fan of it. Well, let me ask you this. That's your thought process on, on what they could do. What do you think is, is likely over these next several weeks, months, or, or years ahead? I even know your mark is saying, oh, all of the commissioners, we're going to get together and figure something out. What do you think is likely to happen as a result? You know what that sounds like? It, it sounds like the federal government that just got caught doing something, right? Which, Lord knows, what they, you know, pick one. You know, it's like, oh, no, bad press. We're all going to meet and figure this out. It's like, well, you didn't think about this before, so you're only meeting to figure this out to appease someone, right? Who is that someone? Is it Duke? Is it John Shire? Is it Kyle Filipowski? Or is it just the mass of people that are sharing opinions on this? Like, at some point, I mean, that's what we did with NIL. It's what we did with the transfer portal. It's not like we were ahead of that issue. No, we were behind it like everything else. It is, is you know, cover your own, you know what. I mean, that, that's really what this is. Oh, we're going to make sure we get this right. Well, if you really cared to get anything right, you would be ahead of it. You would say, hey, you know what, we've noticed player safety is becoming an issue. What about Caitlin Clark? Wait, we forget about Caitlin Clark that got hit. Now all of a sudden it's another player, and oh, he might get hurt. So we have to, we, we're going to address this right now. I, I feel like that's very lame and indicative of who we are in society, as opposed to saying, look, this isn't right. We should work towards something that makes sense. We wait till something happens and then says, oh, wait, we're going to get on this because this is a serious issue. I feel like that's lame. I really do. I feel like that's lame and very reactive. It's no different than us as analysts. You know, I'm in the studio at ESPN, and, you know, Purdue wins five in a row. Purdue's unbeatable. No, stop being reactive. You know, the reality is there are a lot of variables to everything. There are a lot of variables to a team being good and being good consistently and sustainably. And there's a lot of variables to something as simple and silly as, as court storming, right? There's a lot of things you should consider. And what's going to end up happening is you're going to put a, a bad Band-Aid over, over something that really didn't need a Band-Aid in the first place. It just needed attention, right? It's just a scrape. It doesn't need a Band-Aid. Just put some aquifer on it. Like, hey, look, this is an issue, but this is how we're going to go about it because we do like court storming. And I think court storm is fun for, for these kids. Ask the kids to storm the court. It's the greatest thing in the world for them. And, and I don't think you want to take that away. I, I just don't trust anybody who, in a reactionary way, has to get together with all the presidents and the commissioners, and we're going to discuss this because it's a real issue. It's like, look, this has been something that you should have considered a long time ago, and the only reason you're doing it now is to save face. So I, I look for leadership, not, not followership, because that sounds like a bunch of followers. Yeah, that I would definitely agree with you on. John Crispin is here with us from Westwood One. When you think about action on the court, it seems like over the past week, a lot of the stories that we've had have dealt with uh, Rick Pitino losing his mind. We've seen <laughs> yeah. we've seen uh, UConn lose to Creighton. Uh, we had this nonsense over the weekend. What's actually going on on the court, and what can we look forward to over the next few weeks as people really start dialing in? Well, that's that last part you just mentioned. Start dialing in. I, I think I've been waiting for that all season, right? That's that's been the biggest challenge in, in this new era with transfer portal and name, image, and likeness is is finding this continuity 
to be able to find sustainability and consistency. We, we usually talk about culture and identity. Well, it's really hard to have culture without consistency. And it's really hard to have consistency with a new team every other year and, and a new different payroll every year, which completely changes the dynamic for these guys. So I, I do think what we're going to continue to see is what we've seen. It's a, it's a lot of inconsistency for reasons known and unknown. There's a lot of things beneath the surface that we just don't know, right? The, the dynamics, the social dynamics of a team. Do, do players really like each other? Do coaches even like their teams? I think that was evident with Rick Petito. It's like, do you really like your team? I mean, I, I call games in the American at times that I got a lot of FAU in Memphis. Um, Penny, frustrated with his team. And you, you sit there and goes like, well, because well, you just – you, you brought them in, you didn't recruit them. It's a big difference. And I think the world is different in, in that sense right now. So we're dealing with instability. We're do, dealing with this inconsistency. But there are a lot of teams out there, I'd say 20 teams, that could win a national championship if they just put it together for the right amount of games. I mean, it's, it's that wild. We talk about parity. I, I don't know if it's parity or if it's potential, right? Parity is like everyone's pretty much the same. It's like, no, no, everyone has the potential to be really good, but they also have the potential to be pretty bad. I mean, that's the UConn at Creighton. Creighton makes a lot of shots. UConn can't figure it out. They have the potential to be bad, just like they have the potential to be really good. And while that's frustrating at times for the game of basketball, NCAA tournament's going to be wild. And anybody that, that puts, you know, more than a few bucks on the line is crazy because <laughs> I think we've learned in previous years, like, you know, predict the unpredictable this year, you know, times that by 100. Well, John, let me ask you this. We know that Houston is, is sitting at the top of the rankings right now. Yep. Uh, every, everybody crows about the defense that, that Calvin Sampson employs. Would you say that in a couple of weeks that they will still be the odds-on favorite as we move into the tournament in Selection Sunday? You know, it's hard to say because the Big 12 so good. It's their first year in the Big 12, and they're one of those teams where it's like – some teams, when you move to a conference, you really have to adjust to the conference. You have to adapt to it in a way. I think Maryland went through that when coming to the Big Ten. You know, Rutgers, in a way, Nebraska, in a way. Like, they, they move conferences. There's, there's an adjustment period. For Houston, they have such a strong culture and identity with what they do defensively, but it's really more so their toughness, like their collective toughness. It's something that everyone else has to adjust to. And, and I think that's why Houston's consistently good, is, is they're not changing for anybody. They're forcing you to level up against them. So I'd have a tough time thinking that they're not going to be in the mix. Will they win the Big 12s and win the Big 12 tournament? I, who knows? I mean, it's really still wide open. And, and it doesn't mean that you're, you're playing the best teams in the Big 12. Like, you could be playing the top five teams in the, or the bottom five teams in the Big 12 and still lose some games. It's just the way it is in college basketball. But once we get to the NCAA tournament – I do think Houston is, you know, at least a second weekend team. I think they know how to score. You got LJ Cryer and Jamal Shedd. I mean, those two guys alone, you've got guard play that, that allows them to win at a high level. And you go back to the Kelvin Sampson teams, you know, years ago, like, what was his name? Gray, um, that lost to Michigan on that buzzer beater. That was a final four level team. They had great guard play. They could score it. They were still tough. They still defended, but they could score it. This team can, so if they continue to kind of explore scoring opportunities while being who they are defensively and in and, and regards to that toughness, yeah, yeah, they should be one of those teams that you're talking about as a legitimate Final Four contender. Any team that you feel has yet to peak here as we go towards the tournament, John? Uh, um, all of them. 
I mean, because <laughs> I, I, even even Houston, like they're 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 slow at times when they could be a little faster, which means they could get games in the eighties, but they keep them in the sixties, right? I think Carolina is one of those teams. You look at Armando Baycott and R.J. Davis, like they're two really experienced guys. But the other thing is they're program guys, right? They've they've been around this program, they've been around the institution, they've been around the community. So they understand the value of winning at North Carolina. And I, I think that's one thing that jumps out to me that I, I can see a late season run from them. The other one's Arizona. I think Arizona is one of the most dangerous teams in the country. And the best thing that happened to them is they've struggled, right? They've, they've struggled a little bit and they've, they've faltered. But you're going to get that sense of urgency late in the season. And once the NCAA tournament starts, it's a new season. You know, they're no longer going to be in the Pac-12 next year. So it's a weird year right now, kind of a purgatory year. So, so I think Arizona is one of those teams. If they find it at the right time, you could be looking at national championship good Arizona. Okay. Well, we, we don't got to wait too much longer to figure out what these seedings are going to look like in a couple of days yeah. or a couple of weeks, I should say. And then we're all going to be firmly entrenched in, in March Madness as we move towards the week of the 17th selection Sunday. We know the tournament gets going, first four. There's also been word now about an expansion of the tournament. Do we really need to widen it anymore? No, I heard my boy Jay Will in the studio, or maybe it was game day, talking about that. We um, talk about ninety some teams, and I'm just like, for, for what? Like, and here's the irony: the same people that are asking for an expanded field are the ones that are saying that you know the the NCAA is evil and and they're just sucking the money out of everything. Like, it, the only reason you expand the tournament is for money, right? And if that's something you're going to do, maybe just to pay players, then you're going to lose the interest in the tournament. People, people aren't really going to be as interested in it because you're going to have teams that everyone knows aren't really that good in the field. And you end up watering down what is a very competitive field. And, and when I say very competitive, look at the 16 seeds that have won, right? Look at the 15 seeds, 14 seeds, 13 seeds. And then even the FAUs of the world last year, I believe they were an eight or a nine seed. I mean, those teams are capable of getting to a final four and, I just think if we expand the field, you're bringing in what I would just consider inferior teams that yeah. still have the capability of upsetting someone but probably don't have the capability of sustaining that high level long enough. Otherwise, they would have made the field of 64. So I, I just I feel like, once again, we, we kind of take talking points and we roll with it, but the reality is you'd be welcoming teams that barely have a winning record just to make more money. And at some point, the whole narrative and rhetoric that is like this evil NCA, it's going to look even worse if we do that. So I like the competitive field that we have. Uh, I'm sure back when it was 32, people were, you know, going crazy when they moved it to 64. So, you know, we don't really, I guess we don't really like too much change. And there's been a lot of it in college basketball. Yeah, tons and tons. I hope that they don't expand the field. Well, John, thank you for taking the time to hop on with us and, and, and share your thoughts and give us some just perspective as to what we can expect as well Amen. over the next couple of weeks. Where can people follow you and your work as you're on air? Yeah, I'm on air. I'm on air with ESPN, doing a little studio, do a lot of, uh, do a lot of games. I actually have UVA at Duke this Saturday at 6 o'clock. That'll be a good one. Uh, be interested to see what, what Duke team shows up and how healthy they are. It's going to be it's going to be interesting, but I also do the tournament for Westwood One. I'll be doing the American Athletic Tournament down in uh, Fort Worth for for ESPN. But then, once once that uh, 
once that selection show starts, man, I'm getting ready. I'm not sure where I'm going yet, but I'll be someplace uh, with Westwood One for the NCAA tournament. So it's a fun, fun month and a half or so, uh, and then I'll take a breath and play some golf. Hey, bags all packed and ready. Well, thank you, John. Look forward to chatting with you on down the line, okay? All right. You got it. Thank you. No doubt about it. That John Crispin covers, you just heard him, all the games for Westwood One. Knows it all about college basketball. It's the JR Sport Re Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, I, I want to talk more about them expanding the tournament because not all change, I think as we know, not all change is good. I'll explain. We're going to get into Cam Newton, what took place with him over the weekend. It's the- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. That's pretty cool. Yeah, just chatting with folks. Right before we went to break, I had a nice chat with John Crispin. Calls NCAA games for Westwood One. We know we're pulling up on a tournament. And then tomorrow, actually, this is pretty fun, too. Before I go on air, I'm going to be having a chat with NASA. Yeah, NASA. NASA has an event tomorrow to encourage uh, imagination and, and thought leadership and making people think outside the box. And so I look forward to, to having that conversation uh, tomorrow, a little fireside chat. Before I go on air here on CBS Sports Radio, if you follow me on social media, uh, tune in tomorrow. I'll be sharing information on how you can go ahead and check that out. Yes, NASA, the uh, spaceship folks, the uh, astronaut people. I am not an astronaut, and I'm not pretending to be one. Sports radio guy. Just having a good time on air. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Thank you again to John Crispin uh, for joining us in the last break to talk some some college hoops. As we know, uh, we talked about the court storming. I will be the uh, the fun police. Hickey, do I got to I got to put on a, a police hat now and 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 I don't know, swirl a baton. What, what do I do? Blow a whistle. Let everyone know you are here to ruin the fun. Yeah, I'm here to ruin the fun. Maybe I am. I'm, I'm, I feel like somebody's dad. Maybe because I am. I, I'm thinking about safety. Like I'm I'm just. You see, we were on the same page with John, and I know you agree with John. There's a way to do this. I just think about it from the perspective of, yes, I don't, I don't think there's a way to avoid people getting hurt. And, I, yeah, they're going to – do you – well, so let me ask you this. Do you think they're going to ban it? I don't think they will. I don't think they will either just because, like you kind of mentioned before with the SEC and the fines, like the fines aren't stopping the fans are coming on. So I just don't know outside of like literally arresting students and at that point good luck trying to have you know arrest five thousand kids on the floor every time. Like 
I just don't know how you enforce it to prevent it from happening. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's, I don't want to say barricades, but maybe they do a better job with the actual sections. I, I don't know. I mean, outside of the people who are actually on the floor, we know that there's not a, a, a template that's built for arenas. Uh, it's not a one-size-fits-all. I, I think there are ways that you can design some of these places. Uh, you don't have to be a, a marvel in engineering uh, to you know figure out how to prevent people from getting onto the court. But like you, I, I don't think it's going to change. I just feel that we're going to have more of these instances because they happen. You know, whether or not it's a, a Kyle Filipowski or a Caitlin Clark, I'm hoping nothing nothing bad happens. And, and speaking of of changes, Hickey, did you did you see the Clippers? And they, speaking of design as well, we know they're moving into this Intuit dome. Clippers are no longer going to be sharing the Staples Center with the Lakers. Clippers might as well be little brother forever. It doesn't matter where they move. So they're moving into this new Intuit Dome. And today, not only did they update us on the Dome where the Clippers will play, and the All-Star game will be there next season, they also told us the Clippers are going through a, a refresh. No more red, white, and blue. It's a little deeper of a navy color. They're embracing the fact that they are, are Clippers being ships, uh, especially from their history and their time out in San Diego, we know that they went from Buffalo to San Diego. And so they're, they're just starting brand new. Like, who cares about the Lakers? So we are switching up the logo, or at least having multiple logos. And we know Steve Ballmer, he's excited about everything. He's excited about the new colors, the logo. You know, I won't forget months ago, year, more than this, Steve Ballmer was, was breaking ground on this new Intuit Dome. And the first thing that he was really excited about was what? Let me hear it. Toilets! 1160 <laughs> toilets and urinals. Three times the NBA average number of toilets and urinals. We do not want people waiting in line. We want them to get back to their damn seats uh, at the end of the half before the game. He wants more toilet. They have more toilets? He wants people in the... You know what I need to find out about this Intuit Dome, Hickey? He wants more toilets so people aren't, I guess, urinating. And after drinking their beer, they return to the seats. Almost all of these new arenas, it's, I don't think it's toilets that are keeping people out of the seats. It's all these new clubs that they've built behind the baskets in every arena underneath the stands. Have you seen some of these things? I mean, they make you, like you said, not want to be at your seat. If you can, you know, sit in a recliner... Having beer or food served to you in, in some club where, you know, the crystal clear TV is almost brighter than the actual in-person visual, tough to go back to your seat. Let me tell you something. At Yankee, and this is, it doesn't even have to be basketball, at Yankee Stadium behind home plate, they have, guess what, a club for the wealthy people who sit behind home plate. And what do you think is back there? Man, they got, they got lobster they got sushi. They got steak. They have food that you would find at a, a Michelin star restaurant, and it's behind home plate at Yankee Stadium. And so it always kills me when people go, oh, eh, people are not at the stands. People are not watching the game. People don't care. And I'm saying to myself, well, damn it, if you knew what food was back there right behind camera view, which you can't see, obviously, 
I don't know if you'd be saying that. And so I don't know what Steve Ballmer is, is thinking about with all these toilets. And I know he's, the, he's probably the wealthiest owner in the NBA. Somebody needs to tell him, if you want butts and seats, you better deliver steak and sushi and lobster right to him on the court. I'm most certain that's not going to happen. Uh, Steve Ballmer, also the most enthusiastic owner uh, in the NBA. And let's see what uh, this Clippers rebrand does for them. Probably nothing if their players uh, don't stay healthy. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. I do want to let you know this, that you need to thank O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. This is the JR Sport Reef Show on CBS Sports Radio. We talked about violence, right? Storming a court, what a violent act. The player got hurt. Well, here in Atlanta, Georgia, yesterday, pretty, pretty violent. We had some coaches that tried to attack former NFL MVP Cam Newton at a youth football camp. Like, what is the world coming to when you got an NFL player holding a camp and he's getting beat up by the other coaches? Or at least they tried to beat him up. I got to give Cam credit for how he handled himself, at least physically. Some wild stuff. You're listening to the JR Sport Re Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We'll talk about it on the other side. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 